Greetings, flesh creatures. It is I, Megatron. On behalf of TFYLP, I want to congratulate you for listening to the most refined collective podcast on this miserable little planet Earth. Yes. Here you'll find knowledgeable fans discussing every aspect of Transformers and beyond. Now, enjoy the show while I continue my path to complete conquest of all of you miserable biological entities. Predacons, terrorize! Hi, welcome to TFLP episode 496. I'm Lucas. Uh, hope everyone uh, enjoys the uh, the little bit of the microcasters intro there that uh, forgot to switch over uh, for the main show. I got it fixed halfway through, Paul. Oh, no wonder yeah. it took longer than usual. I was like, what's, yeah. what's going on? Well, we get both intros this way. So anyway, I'm Lucas. I'm joined tonight by Paul. Yep. And Phil. Howdy. So, there you go. Look at you, Phil. Some yeah. Shattered glass. I didn't realize he had this dark blue on him. I, I was I was messing around with him yesterday, but I was kind of dark in the room that I was playing around because it was just dark and gloomy, and Paul's probably sitting in six inches of water right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's got some, some nice dark blue accents on him. So you're outing yourself as uh, having never had the G1 Shattered Glass Blaster, have you? Of course not. Of course not. Yeah, I'm going to have to pull mine out and uh, compare between the two, see if the colors match up. I have not done that yet. I, I have very, very few Fun Pub toys. Yeah, yep. yeah. And yeah. even less, because that's not a Fun Pub toy. <laughs> The original one? No, the, the shattered glass blaster you held up was not made by Fun Pub. And you know right. That. What I'm saying is, is I don't have the G1, uh, the original uh, shattered glass blaster because I have very few Fun Pub toys. Does that makes sense now. You mean you weren't at Botcon 2022 a few weeks ago? No, I was not. Oh. The Fun Pub toys uh, were not Transformers, though. So, well, that wasn't that wasn't Fun Pub either, was it? Fun Pub no. has gone the oh, way of the true. Buffalo. Yeah, oh, that's true. It was Botcon, but not Fun Pub. All these, who, who, all these intricacies. What what, what company do they call themselves now? Because it's backed by Agabus, right? I think it's just Shiny Knight. No, I don't think Night Shining or whatever does the. I don't know. Who knows? I think it's like it BC matter. Productions or something. It's, it's like, you know, it's a new group. It's the BotCon mm. um, Calvary <laughs> or something. I'm kind of curious for the upcoming TFCon, does that mean Agabus is not going to be there? Because, like, normally they have a pretty big, you know, presence at TFCon in the past. Uh, especially the one in Chicago, but uh, I, I don't know. Since they chose to 
sponsored, uh, you know, Bakan. I don't, I don't know that they'd be sponsoring both, right? Oh. Um, I mean, it, it wouldn't. I feel like it wouldn't hurt you to be involved in both. There was like a kind of a nasty rumor going around that like <clears throat> the two, like TFCon and Bakan, were like butting heads and not letting certain vendors. If you if you were being a Bacon, you weren't gonna be a TFCon and vice versa. I think there's um, I think those were kind of baseless, so I'm not trying to propagate some drama stuff. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Agabus there. Maybe he's decided I, I would be shocked to see someone sponsoring two of the right. the two major conventions just because that's a big that's a lot of money, you know. Right. It's not a bad strategy or choice it's just an expensive one so i wouldn't be surprised if we see agabus there but he might have been like you know what i put all my eggs in this basket i'm only gonna bring one egg over here yeah i thought the chosen prime had become much bigger sponsor of tfcon and agabus was if they had been a sponsor in the past couple years were not as significant now correct me if i'm wrong but they're based out of wisconsin right the TFCon Chicago is, is a fairly easy drive for them. Yeah. Well, I can confirm. I do know a vendor that is vending or that vended at BotCon and is vending at TFCon. So there are no like restrictions between the two, as far yeah. as I'm aware. He has not mentioned anything about that. So, um, but uh, right, I don't think there are any, and there's definitely no official ones. Yeah. This is all supposed to be like. You know, like black ops behind the scenes stuff, and I just think it's all silly. Like people, people like to make money. They don't stop you from. Well, one of the me. things I didn't realize too is okay. So TFCon announced Peter Cullen, right, to the show, and so they put up a special package for that. And I don't know if they just did it. Um, I was not aware of it before today, but uh, a friend of mine had messaged me about it. Um, that uh, they have a couple, like they have a VIP Peter Cullen package and a uh, an auto, like another like regular autograph package. So it's like on top of, so like the regular TFCon tickets are only like they're relatively inexpensive. I think not, you know, I don't think they've raised the price with you know all the inflation going on, whatever. But um, yeah, like I think that there's an additional cost for for peter cullen if you want to get his autograph so which do, do, do you recall how much the uh do you, do you recall how much the um peter cullen package was so for the regular autograph package it's 75 dollars but okay that's not really that bad because i think like i don't know, honestly most autograph packages these days are like 50 bucks or so like it, yeah. you know like that's just to get anybody's is like 40 50 bucks um but let me see what the because i i honestly haven't really looked at it that closely to see what it, all it's weird it it's completely separate it's in the guests part and yeah only one they have a price for is peter cullen and it's 75 bucks yeah, so seventy-five. Is that with a photograph autograph. as well, or just the, just the autograph? Autograph, seventy-five. Photograph, seventy-five. VIP ticket for everything, one seventy-five. 
Yeah, so the VIP ticket includes like front panel seating for his his Q and A panel, plus an autograph ticket and a photo ticket. Whereas you or you can do seventy five each for a photo or or an autograph. So what a crazy thing, you know? Like you figure out you live your whole life, you do your job, and then you fun, suddenly find out like oh. People will spend people will spend seventy five bucks for less than a minute of time with me. That's pretty good. That's the best dollar per hour average I've ever lived my life ever. Well, shoot, like, Collins, back in uh, when uh, Stan Lee was at Planet Comic Con, I don't know how much she charges for the other ones, but I mean the packages were like two three hundred dollars for the Stan Lee. Yeah, it's crazy. Package. So it's like I I know like. You know, there's there's plenty of of uh, guys that charge a lot more than that, but I mean, you have to, yeah. like, otherwise I, you're gonna get like you're gonna be there, you know, for the whole weekend signing autographs if you don't. You oh, totally. Them, you know? I'm not trying to be like, hey, this is an overpriced right. thing. It's just like I never, I, I I don't find value in going to see the guests. You know, it's just because there hasn't been. Um, ones I've ever wanted to meet that bad in Transformer Land. Maybe you know if Chris Lotta was around, maybe I'd be telling a different, singing a different tune. But so Zaldron is correcting me that Stanley was one hundred and twenty dollars. So I know that there are other packages that were higher, but I have no like I I am like you, Paul, where I don't pay for those types of things normally, and so I it's just not something that's even on my mind. Well, it reminds me of the first TFCon Chicago I went to with the Supernatural con was going on above us. And the line was around the entire hotel for them to have photos with the two Supernatural bros. Yeah. And those photos had to be like $100 a piece. You know, and like there were thousands of people there. Right. So they, they might they maybe have made 100 grand in like one weekend. You know, like that's right. just wild. It's awesome. Well, the only thing, yeah, kinda... thing, like if you can be on a a fairly successful TV show, you know, or, you know, like dudes who are in The Walking Dead, those guys make money hand over fist doing these conventions over the weekend. Yeah, I was gonna say the only thing that kind of tempts me about Peter Cullen is, like, I didn't go to a lot of the bot cons through the years, and I mean, we're kind of getting to the point where, you know. Like these guys are doing a lot of shows, but you know, I, how many more years are they going to be doing this? You know, it's like you never know. Like it could be a couple years, or it could be you know five, ten years. Who knows? Yeah, one thing I don't, I don't get signing your toys. You know, like especially right. sealed box ones, because really those signatures actually devalue. It's like it's like a defacement of the of the piece. But I mean, not every, like if you want, like some people want the signature, you know? So I guess like, right. sure, in, in a in an agnostic world, you're devaluing the piece, but like to the smaller niche community that gives a fuck, you know, like you can, it's it's maybe worth more, especially after, you know, you can't get the signature anymore. Right. I've, I've got a DVD of Transformers, the movie that has Frank Welker's signature on it already and, and Susan Blue and um, John Maraschito. So... 
you know, to get Peter Collins autograph on that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm highly considering it. Well, that'd be, I mean, that'd be cool. Cause that's like a mass yeah. market piece of media, you know, it's yeah. like, it's, it's not a physical object that there's very few of yeah. that makes more sense to me, like a comic cover, you know? So, so one of the things that cracks me up back in the day is I had a buddy who um, had a couple of these was you would go to like a, an amusement park or, or something and they would have guys there dressed up as Spider-Man or the Hulk and you'd get a comic and they would sign it as the Hulk. And it's like, yeah, that is, that is just now totally, totally worthless. That's like going to New York and like finding the dude dressed up as Bumblebee and asking him yes. to sign it as Bumblebee. Yes. That is it, so is, it is exactly like that. Slightly less skeezy because these guys are, I guess, officially licensed, but still, it's it's pretty pretty skeevy. Well, I'm sure. So they would give you a free comic book. Yes. I'm sure that the free comic book they gave you is, you know, probably not worth anything anyway. So, no, especially because this was during the glut of the '90s when you know books were printed. Like even your your crappiest book, you know, was printed in numbers that would be a number one bestseller in this day and age. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it was a different time back then. But uh, my friend was convinced that those books were worth more, and like, no, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, so anyway, uh, you know, now that we're 20 minutes in, we can uh, actually talk about tonight's topic, which is talking about hunting and, uh, you know, toy release dates and, and all that type of thing. So um, I guess, like, you know, to start off, Paul, I know you can, this is kind of your topic a little bit because you were kind of t- discussing it on the TF Talk Discord. And kind of explaining some things. So I guess what exactly were you, you know, explaining or going into detail on? Well, I think I think it has a lot to do with like how long you've been trying to collect toys. Like if it's been if it's been since Siege started, so you're a noob, you know, or if it's been since you know even Prime Wars, you know, that's that you're you're a whole cycle out at that point but if you've been way back to like to like armada or animated or beast wars or even like back to g1 like you kind of know the patterns and you kind of have seen some cycles and i think i was having a discussion with a member of our discord that was clearly younger than me and sort of still had those kind of like the really plucky like expectations of like hey when does when, when does this item come out you know like why wh- why hasn't this been released what's the release date on this and that you know i felt i realized oh this 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 person has like no idea that as nick would and i'm going to steal something from nick is like there are no release dates and the rules are all made up and that nothing matters you know like like all that shit is like it's marketing to get you to buy stuff but like it's none of it's a guarantee especially especially recently in the past two years like things have just been all over the place i i will say the only thing that is exception to that where there's an actual date 
is sometimes some of the movie toys, and I can't remember if Transformers had that or not, but I know other movies specifically had where there is a specific date, like they are putting out all the Star Wars Episode Two toys on X date or whatever, or like it's the you know May Fourth or whatever, whatever it may be. But like in those cases, they're almost holding them back, you know, in a sealed pallet in the back room you know to where they're not allowed there's a street date to it and they're not allowed to put the toys out before that yeah yeah um that's definitely a point i wanted to, i wanted to get to i mean there's a I, I really don't know how to this is such a big so many facets to this to try to explain i guess let's just start there so like yeah there are there are big moments where like there's a marketing push around and it's usually around a piece of media, like you're saying, like a movie or almost it's almost always a movie. I don't know what else would would account for something that big um, that will dictate when a toy gets released. OK, and I think the reason the reason people have trouble understanding why toys don't have release dates is because they're used to they kind of like bleed into other retail like um, categories that do have release dates and can hold to them pretty well, like video games or movies or books, something like that. Something that is like a very controllable product. It's either easy to make. It's it's part of a you know. There's imagine it's a DVD. DVD making like like if you're making a disc, it just changes the the production process on that has been like has been like nailed like the entire industry knows how to make that stuff very efficiently and get it out as fast as possible all they do is change what's on the disc and the packaging that's put around it but it's all the same size thing they all come in the same size boxes their quantity releases are the same everyone in the supply chain knows what to expect with a dvd release unless it breaks the mold and it's like a giant big box but typically it's one of those blue i'm seeing dvd but let's say it's a blu-ray it's that same size case it's blue they're all the same width and they all fit on the shelves the same way so they can they those can be released and descent and produced sent across the country to all the stores that need them in time repeatedly over and over and over week after week for release dates same thing with like video games right right you, you get what I'm saying? There's, there's a lot of infrastructure in place that allows that to happen. I mean, there's a lot of uniformity to the product. Yes. Yeah, because they're doing the same thing. Like I said, week after week, like every week, there's a new cluster of like big name Blu-ray releases that are coming out, like at Walmart, Target, H H F H Y F Y E, you know, whatever is out there anymore. I don't even know since I don't go outside. Now, toys have almost zero uniformity. The only uniformity they have is like wave, wave mate stuff. Like think of with with like, let's, let's look at legacy. A lot of people think, you know, there's wave one, there's wave two, there's wave three, and it all gets released at once. Well, surprise, wave two has deluxe, core, Voyager, leader, Actually, typically Wave Two has the the Commander and the the Titan as well. 
each one of those things, each one of those size classes is its own product that is shipped independently of the other ones, produced and shipped independently. So they're making like like the the commander and the titan are easy because there's like a single the size class only has one product in it. So like every every case of titans is two titans and they're the same one. So they're they're producing this one titan. They ship them all at the same time, and it doesn't they when the, when the titan gets produced it doesn't matter if the commander gets produced alongside it or not. When they're making like the deluxes. They can't ship that case of deluxes until all four of them are done, and they can put two in each case. Now, see, so so like the Wave Two Core Voyager Deluxe does not all like get sent out the door on the same ship at the same time. It each one has its own challenges to overcome, to get produced and get sent out, and so it's kind of like, well, this one's ready, put it on the boat, let's go. Oh, but the Wave Two Voyagers aren't ready. Like they don't stop. They don't not send the deluxes that are sitting there finished because the Voyagers aren't done. And that's why you have these like staggered releases. Like Wave Two does not come out all at one time. Well, it's like a production problem. So Ron brings up about how the Takara seems to have the most accurate ship dates with Masterpiece. Well, Takara, not even just Masterpiece. Everything they have release, they can do release dates. Now, why do you think Japan can do release dates and the USA cannot? Well, because I would assume that the factories are over there by Japan, you know, and so the logistics of getting a figure from, you know, if it's made in Vietnam or China or whatever to Japan is not as as difficult as getting it from like those places over to the U.S., yeah, they just put it in a cannon, a, a potato gun, and shoot it across the, the channel between and so, Asia, Asia and Japan. <laughs> that's the thing is, is, so, like, when we're shipping them from, you know, Amazon Japan or AmiAmi or wherever other, you know, HLJ, all those various places, like, we're picking the shipping method to ship it over to, you know, over here to the U.S. So when I order those things... Like if I want to, if I choose to ship it via airmail, like it's coming in three days, like via an airplane. Whereas like, that's the thing, you know, like where we see the, the U S versions of the masterpieces that come out with a little slipcase or whatever. And it comes out two months later. It's because they're putting it, like you said, on a boat (laughs) and like a container ship. And then that's coming over. And then it's, you know, like it has to be and and, and they're repackaging it in the yeah, in that too. case. They're putting it on a conveyor belt, putting that black, printing the black sleeve, building it into a into a box, and then sealing it up. So, like, yeah, it has a whole right. other touch point in another factory where it gets repackaged. So and, you and I, you are correct. Proximity matters, but there's one other there's one or two other things about that, um, Lucas. So great answer. But in addition, how how big is Japan compared to the United States? It's like the size of California or something, you know, like like one little sliver. And I'm, I don't even know. I've never really compared them, but they're definitely not the same size. There's a lot less landmass in Japan for, you know, everything gets produced in one place and then gets dispersed out. Right. You know, there's like 
there's a lot less ground to cover in Japan. So like that leads them to being a little more efficient and they can meet those release dates. The other thing is I've been to Japan and their culture is just different. They are like a clockwork culture. Like they know what it takes to get a certain result from today till the, the, the deadline. And so like, and you, you learn this by going on the train system where everyone stands and they, they, they queue up to get on the train. And you're like, what, what are they standing in those lines for? It's because the train stops in the exact same spot in the subway every time, every time. It's not like in Chicago where instead of, six lines that are matched up to the doors and everyone knows where to go. It's just like one big line. And then where the, where the, where the train stops, everyone clusters by the door. So to say the culture is a little different, the proximity that you mentioned and the landmass size that allows them to be, to be very efficient with their release dates in a way that America can't. Now I'd say one other point to compare this to is you're talking about a Takara toy, which is, typically going to be an MP toy. And so the production run is going to be significantly lower than a mainline Hasbro Transformer will be. I mean, well, they, they do the same thing for the for the mainline stuff. So, so I mean, I, I don't really, I can't speak to like production runs. I just do not know. That's something Rick would have to say, but like that assumption seems fair. I mean, I, I would say at least if you're talking, maybe if you're talking, no, even leader class, you see so many leader class toys on the shelves at Target. But I mean, especially when you're talking about deluxes or cores, you're going to do a much, much higher production run of those than you're going to do for a, a Takara MP. So, so yeah, that's going to have a factor in terms of bugs that can get in the system that delay something. Um, you know, Paul, you've kind of talked about that, you know, not, these aren't all produced all at one time, and then they just sit in a warehouse. You know, they, yeah. they do a production run um, of one figure, and then they'll do a production run of another figure. And if there's a high enough demand, they might do a second run of that figure. Um, well, and yes, I've said that, but I learned that from Rick. Yeah, hearing being on the show with Rick and hearing him talk about this, that was like a like a light bulb moment. Yeah, and and it it basically like answered some other questions I'd had, like I this. In the past few years, like old waves start showing up at retail again. So like Studio Series Jetfire and Megatron, the leaders, the big Jetfire and the Megatron from Dark of the Moon, that suddenly started showing up at Walmart's again like a year after it was released. And I was like, what the, where's this coming from? This is bizarre. And this was like right before COVID. And I saw it at multiple Walmarts along um, the Illinois highway on the way home one time. And it dawned on me like, oh, there's just additional, additional, um, another run of this has gone without anyone being kind of told. It's just like, well, we're going to make some more. And there were orders they had to either fulfill for Walmart or someone else. And they just did it. You know, it was, it, it wasn't part of the initial run. I don't know. Was it an add on order after the initial run? Was when I say the initial run, like Hasbro requests from the factory, we want to make X amount of these. And the factory says it'll take this long for fifty thousand, this long for a hundred, this long for one hundred fifty. Who knows? And um, but that's how like those weren't sit those those got produced after the initial ones did. And you can tell by the date on the back. There's a little date stamp 
and I don't know if you guys look at that crap, but it's like there's a code that's like stamped into the back of the box that tells you like the batch number or the day. It's like the the month of the year and the day it was produced. I've, I've never really been able to rem- memorize how it works, but it's there. And it's it was different than the, the one I had gotten from like a year prior. Yeah, I think what some people are probably conditioned to, especially if you've been collecting for a while, is the KB Toys thing. Where KB Toys was notorious for like, you go into a KB Toys and you would just like find all of a sudden, like this would be a KB Toys you could hit up like once a week. And then like one week you pop in there and it's like 2003, like there's Beast Wars toys on the shelf. But why are there Beast Wars toys on the shelf of this KB toy store and they weren't there a week ago is because yeah, they probably got found in some box back in the back or in some distribution center that then got pushed through. So there are examples, older ones in this case, we're talking, you know, KB toys hasn't been around in what 15, 20 years. You know, there are older examples of things just kind of popping up in the back. You know, if you're, if you're a mask collector, there was a, a big thing a few years ago with mask where a freaking shipping container like truck was found in South America with all these vintage eighties mass toys, like still in their shipping crates and in their boxes. It's like, Oh, that's kind of neat and fun. Um, but yeah, normally like to Paul's point, when something pops back up on the shelves, it's because another run of it has been, been created. Well, it depends what store you're in too. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, you know, I mean, Walmart, multiple Walmarts in a region, clearly there was a new shipment. Yeah. K- KB Toys, so- someone was holding up, open a door with a box of something for a few years, and someone finally opened the box. Like, oh, yeah. shit, this is old, you know? <laughs> like, That's how I got my G1 Ape face. I got my G1 Ape face in, like, 1994. I mean, what was it, City Trends, right? The other day, like, a few years ago or last year when, like, all those old, old... I didn't even believe it when people were like, oh, yeah, I just saw, like... Like uh, SDCC Metroplex at my city yes, trends. That was it. That was like a year ago. Yeah. I was like, what a lying bastard. And then, yeah. like, it kept coming up. I was like, oh my God. So, like, mi- like, miracles stop. do happen. People on Facebook, like, saying anything, like, stop lying. What enjoyment do you get out of this? What, what do you, is it fun for you to pull the wool over people's eyes? We all know you're lying. Like, oh, you weren't lying. Well, I sincerely apologize. Well, it's just one of those things now. It's like, oh man, now I have to go hunting at like City Trends too, because it's like I already like have to add like Ollie's and um, oh, what's some of those other Ross stores? Ross, yeah, thank you. Like I already have to add those. Now I have to go to City Trends too. I didn't even know how many City Trends. I I, I had never even heard of that <laughs> store. I was like, oh my god, they're everywhere. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, well, I was going to say the other thing too is, is I feel like, you know, like before COVID hit, like they honestly kind of had things down pretty good. Like with a lot of the global shipping overall, like where, like it was pretty consistent and a lot of the airmail, like, I mean, we were pretty fortunate, like where you could, you know, get a lot of things from overseas for relatively inexpensively. And a lot of that has just went way off the rails with COVID where, you know, global shipping, container shipping, like the cost of it has went through the roof. And then you just have no idea, like, 
when things are going to, you know, show up. And then even if they show up at a port, how long is it going to take to get through customs, through the port, like all that? So, so no, you're, you're exactly right with that, Lucas. But I think there was something else that was happening even before COVID. And then, and while there was consistency, there were still a lot of, what has been consistent is some of the inconsistencies. And some of that comes to which stores are getting the toys first. And so even when something does land and you start people saying, hey, I've spotted this, is citing pages, Facebook groups, all that, start saying, hey, here it is. I've got, I've got this thing now. This new thing is now out. Okay. Um, maybe that's just in that neck of the woods, in that part of the country. Some of this is geographical. Some of this is yeah. a distribution center in the Northeast. We'll get it before other parts. Usually it is California and the West Coast. Um, you know, we're, we're in the Midwest. We get kind of weirdly lucky because we have some big inland shipping ports. Um, but, and then it just won't show up for a while or it won't show up at another store, another retailer, whether it's your Pulse order or your Amazon order, like that won't get shipped out to you for a month or two later after people have found it on the shelves. And so it's, it's one of those things that that was something that was going on pre-COVID and that's still something going on today. And and I, I don't know if people are trying to chalk it up to COVID this day or, or what, or they just feel like things are screwy. That's the way it's been for a really long time. Well, that's that's the kind of the source of this question is someone asking, like, why would anyone order anything from Amazon when they can go into the store and buy it right now? Well, to answer that question, a lot of people don't give that much of a shit about when they get their toys, and they just want to know they're coming. So, like, you know, not everyone's on the on the level there. They're like, I, I already pre-ordered it. I don't I don't care. A lot of people don't want to go to stores and spend the time looking for something that's not there. And um, I guess that's sort of what I want to ex- explain the most is like, why does Amazon have a release date that's different than what TF Source says versus what Target says versus what Hasbro Pulse says? And oh, why do the num why do those dates change all the time? All the time. If you if you if you pay enough attention, you'll realize, like I said originally, and I'm gonna quote Nick again, everything's made up and nothing matters. It's all just trying to get you to 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 uh, to pre-order something well i think the thing too is is a lot of us and you know i include myself in that like we want to have you know like like we want immediate gratification and we want to be able to you know be one of the first ones to have it so that we can kind of show it off and like oh look at the shiny new toy that i got and so you know that's the thing is is like when you're trying to hunt all over and use all these various sources whether it be online whether it be you know at target at walmart you know whatever whatever it may be like that's where you're like oh how do i crack this code so that i could be the first one to get it but like that's the thing is there is no code to there, no the, the the crack the code to crack is like go to the store every goddamn day and not only the store, every store in your area every day. That's how you crack the code. Oh, you have a job and a life and a kid and everything else? 
just buy it online. <laughs> like, you know, just it's not worth it. And like, like, like I think Ron or Zaldrin said, what you do in the Discord is you just let Jay Holla find it and ask him which store he got it at, and that's when you start checking your store. <laughs> right. right. But I mean, honestly, that's kind of what I do a lot of times is I don't even bother going out until like I'll have people like message me or I'll just see it online. Oh, targets are getting X figure, you know, and, and whoever's getting Y figure now. But like, I mean, it's completely random though too, because some of the online shipping, you know, like used to get some of that stuff first. And sometimes they still do where, you know, entertainment earth or like some of the other like wholesale, uh, outfits, you know, or like CMD well, store maybe gets it first. Like, it's like, yeah, it, it, it's because it's different suppliers, different supply chains. And, um, I have this theory and I, that I've been spouting for the past few years is that I, I think the people at target that deal with toys have identified that as a strategic advantage in a way that I don't think their competitors care enough about is I think they've been like, Hey, we need to, we need to get the first wave, the f whatever the first release of all these toys from, from Hasbro, are, they've like made it a point to be like, we want to always be getting the first shipment that comes from the factory. We want to be part of that. Not everything, but like, um, like they don't want the entire shipment, but they want their allotment, some allotment to come from that. And that's why you see things show up like sometimes a month or two early. Like G-Axis showed up at Target's and sort of sludge. They showed up like months ago and then it was like some people found it and like you couldn't find it anywhere. It's because they only got a little bit of them because it's that first initial shipment from, yeah. from overseas. So like it was out there. Like some people found but it. It seems like like Target, it's been so consistent for a number of years that there has to be something to it. Like, I don't know That's what, what it saying. is, but like they they always see like that always seems to be the, the trend with them. And to be honest, I feel like it's kind of smart because like, you know, someone like myself, I start seeing them show up at Target. And not to say that like I may or may not hunt them all, but like I'm like, oh, you know what? Like Instead of going to, you know, whatever, my local grocery store this week, like, I'll just go, you know, sorry, honey, I'm going to go, you know, pick up some eggs or whatever. And then I might just be looking at, at uh, toys at the same time. You, you know, Lucas, you're always going to the store for eggs and looking for toys. It's, it's just funny how that happens. I, I don't know what it is. Like, somehow it's like, oh, shoot. And darn it, darn it all. I just forgot you know, whatever off the shopping list, I'm going to have to go back tomorrow because I didn't find the toy. I mean, I, I guess I just think that Target has, like, had discussions where they've actively said, like, hey, Hasbro person who interacts with larger brands, we want to be, we want to have that first stuff. What do we have to do to make that a reality? It's like, oh, well, just guarantee me a 10% increase in purchases year over year, then you know we can make sure that I'll do the legwork to make that happen. Because Walmart's not asking for that. Neither is GameStop. You know, neither is Amazon. Okay, well, then, well that'll be our special relationship thing. And if it changes, let me know what I got to do. You know, like that's the kind of that's how it's it ultimately big business like that is 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 affected by human interactions. And, and when you think about inner strengths only... and fun. 
the only really major buyer that would benefit from that as well would be Walmart because Amazon doesn't care. You don't care, you know, you know, if you're ordering from Amazon, you're ordering it so you have the convenience. You order it so it shows up at your front door. You're not trying to be the first person who has it. And, and kind of same thing with Pulse. You know, both of those companies tend to be some of the ones to ship out later than, than other places that you order from. Um, and certainly you're likely to find things on the shelves beforehand. Because again, it benefits Walmart and Target if you are going into that store because you are not you know, can you go in there and, and walk out empty handed? Absolutely. I do it all the time, but I'm sure there are metrics and data show that once someone's in the store, they're likely to buy something else and spend another money there to Lucas's point. You'll do your grocery shopping at target because you know, might as well now that I'm here or shoot, I needed uh, you know, to pick up some, some more toilet paper. So while I'm at Walmart, I'll wait the three hour checkout line to buy the one thing in toilet paper. Cause I couldn't find my cosmos. Well, and another thing to mention is that going into the store at Walmart is a completely different universe than going to Walmart.com and buying something. Right. Unless you're buying it for like same day pickup. Because I don't feel like I need a shower after I go to Walmart.com. Yeah. You just you just like put soap in your eyes instead, right? I know. The Walmart, like the fun. one Walmart especially closest to me is just like this is this is not a fun place for anyone that's in this. Dude, like that's the, a nice Walmart. Hodgkins, right? Is yeah. What you're talking about? Yeah. You, check out shove new, up. I've been to all of them. Lennox. That's the best one. Check out New Lennox. New Lennox is a really spiffy one. New Lennox is where you found the Astro trains at, remember? Or was it? Uh, no. no, no, it was the cassettes. <laughs> it was the G1 re release cassettes. Oh, yeah, but that, but that, that's like, that's like a jewel in a, sh- in a pile of poop. Like, I don't want to live, I don't want to go down to that town again. Okay, yeah. so like, I grew, I grew up next to that town. So thank you. No, you, you didn't. You didn't grow up in it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> new Lennox. Oh God. Okay, so what? What did? Yeah. So you mentioned Pulse, and so here's another caveat about Pulse. That is the manufacturers. Well, we, you know. Hasbro is not really the one that manufactures this. They just facilitate the manufacturing. Another factory makes them. But they're the ones that own the product that gets made. They're the reason it gets made. So they're the manufacturer. So Hasbro Pulse is their, we call that B2C, business to customer, um, interface. Now, they don't want their, their B2B customers, which is business to business, so like, Walmart, Target, Amazon, GameStop, Walgreens, and then, you know, what what do they call it? Category six or something? Anyone else after that? They don't necessarily want to be undercut or like competing with their manufacturer to sell stuff. So that's why Hasbro Pulse has small runs um, and some exclusives, but they also, I think, I don't know for sure, but if I was Hasbro, I'd be like, I'm going to make sure my biggest customers that I need to survive get the product before I give it to my to other customers. So I'm not like cutting the legs out of my 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 relationship with the large businesses. So I think that is why Hasbro gets their shipments usually 
after all their other retail all the other retailers have been like satisfied now when it comes to the when it comes to the exclusives though it's like a totally wacky situation because has repulse often gets the retailer exclusives that they sell now before the retailer which is like hilarious but you know hey it's nice and I think, Paul, it's important to note that what you said about the retailer exclusives on Pulse, like Pulse gets small orders, especially of retail exclusives. So Pulse has been getting more and more retail exclusives. They don't get every single one, but they get quite a few of the retail exclusives on Hasbro Pulse's website. But you'll see those things sell out so quickly. And and then it like pops up on Target's website the, the next day or something like that. You're like, oh, this is a really in-demand toy. Like, it's sold out on Pulse, and so you go and buy it because you think it's in demand. Like, you go back and check on Target's website a week later. Like, oh, it's still, it's still there. It's still available. Um, Actually, like, I bought it because I thought it was scarce, and it's not. I'm so now maybe think, I don't like, want it. For the Pulse, uh, the Pulse stuff has that been available? Like the ones that are exclusive at Target, have those been on Pulse? Because I know Walmart. It seems like those have been consistently on Pulse. Some. I was trying to think is the Target stuff. Like, which of the Target ones have been on both? I mean, the only way I'm able to get Target exclusives online is through Hasbro <laughs> Pulse now. So, a lot of them have been on there. I mean, the stuff oh, in 2022 has been on Pulse. Has it been? Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, the, the Buzzworthy Bumblebee stuff has shown up on Pulse. Um, yeah, even... even um, Man, NPM Scorponok or Scorponok and Blackout. I didn't even realize that until now. It's pretty great. Yeah. Well, one thing I'm curious about, like I know Zaldron earlier was mentioning about having that safety net of Pulse and and then finding it in the store and canceling or whatever, which is like I think probably something that all of us do pretty consistently. And I'm curious if they have it just like built into their business model that they know like 50% of the orders are going to get canceled or whatever it may be. Who knows? I, I don't I know bet what it's, percentage I, it I bet it's there. less than, than that. It's a real anal thing. It's, it's a lot of work to make multiple pre-orders and then cancel them. You know, I see people all the time. They're like, oh, I forgot to cancel it after I bought it. And they're like acting like they're a victim of some sort. And I'm like, <laughs> like okay, you dumbass. Well, I, do, like, <laughs> I do appreciate Pulse now is like sending out reminder emails like, ahead of shipping it being like because uh the other day i forgot to uh cancel off the studio series 86 rc and they're like hey we're about ready to ship this and i'm like thank you <laughs> well i mean that, that it must not affect them a lot to do that yeah. they, pro they probably have realized hey you know what it's better just to get to flush out the people that want to cancel this than like have them come crying to us during through a customer service portal and we have to like accept a return. They probably just decided like it's better just to cut it off. Well, and so they're doing that as a courtesy and it's probably actually saving them money. I, I would say too, that it, it's like probably they're still selling through everything as it is anyway. Like, because if I cancel it, well then it's available for someone else to order, you know, yeah, just because I'm, you know, crazy and managed to get it. I would have three emails. I can't well, remember which one that one and, was. And they're not yeah. they're not losing any money, okay? But once they charge you and you say, like, oh, I don't want it, you know, like, then they're losing money because they're having to refund you and then they eat the processing fee twice. And it's just like, oh, asshole, why didn't you just tell me you didn't want it before I charged you? 
<laughs> so, um, it's it's. I think it's probably just in their best be- their best interest to not. Right, right. But I know, like, to, normally to Pulse is like the most difficult to return stuff to, like, comparative to, like, it's so easy to return things to, uh, you know, Walmart or Amazon or whatever, assuming you haven't opened it yet. Uh, but it's it's a lot more difficult to ship the stuff back to Pulse. Well, I mean, if they and you know, and and I think that's okay. I think it's okay. Like all the things that they that they offer you at one point, if you go through with the purchase, like you're supposed to keep it. Like you bought right. that thing, right? And if you're like, mm, nah, I mean, and with toys, people are so fickle. It's like I think Hasbro, I think it's okay to put your 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 line in the sand somewhere. And if that's where it is with Hasbro Pulse, makes it difficult for you to return stuff. Cool. Like they should, they should, they should. So at some point, someone's got to give, and that's that's the point at which at which they they do. Right. Anyways, that's personal philosophy, so you don't have to adhere to that. Um. So like, about about the release dates, you know, like, so if you're Target, it's really hard. I'm going to try to circle this back to something we were talking about earlier. But it's really hard to adhere to an actual release date. Like, this is going to be released on February 29th, you know, like 2056. Like, it's really difficult to do that because you have stores all across the country. So what that means is that either if you're just, you know, the average, if you average it out, your stores in your on your your supply chain are either going to get the stuff before the release date and have to hold it somewhere in the warehouse, taking up space, which costs you money, regardless of whether you want to believe it or not, or they won't get it in time for the release date because it's still like in transit to get there. Neither of which is a great situation. But what I think the general consumer thinks is, oh, it arrived at 6 a.m. and it's out on the floor by 8 a.m. on the day I need it. Like, no, that's a fantasy world that doesn't exist. That's not the way it, it, it happens. So, th- typically what a store would rather do is get the stuff and put it on the shelf as quickly as possible. That's just what you want to do. You want to get it out of your warehouse. You want to get off the truck in your warehouse onto the sh- onto the the store floor as quickly as possible regardless of when or why it's supposed to be there. That's why I, I just find it so insane that Target has those those lock dates of any kind that stop you from buying something that they put on shelf because they can't you know, they can't control when the stuff arrives versus when they're supposed to sell it. It's an added complication that doesn't really help anyone except uh, the people trying to promote the product that they're selling. And so that's why I think they reserve that for st- strictly movies. And I remember with some of the Transformers films, the the shipper boxes would actually have special tape or um, markings on it saying "Do not open until you know July 16th or something." Which I mean, of course, if you know the DPCI, you can ask them to go get it. They don't even read that, and they open it up and give it to you. So, <laughs> well, I, I think a lot of times too is is like you know all of, a lot of the stores have just been set up so much for just-in-time shipping that like there's just not a lot of holding areas in in inventory like they don't have a huge like 
you know, spot in the back or whatever for all these all these types of things. So that that used to be the case more frequently, you know, years ago, but that's not the case anymore. I will say the exception to that seems to be when stores are doing resets. And you have that sort of couple times a year, you know, usually before Christmas season, usually before back to school, sometime in the spring, where they will do a reset of that section of the store. And they kind of, a bunch of stuff gets clearanced out so that they can bring in the new product and they want to have a lot of new product on the shelf at one time. And so that's when you'll go to Walmart and we just saw it with the Velocitron figures. Those were part of the resets where you just see pallets in the middle of the aisles at Walmart where they're going to unload it and just put all this new product out at once. And so again, that doesn't happen every month. Uh, you know, it's maybe once a quarter as the most frequently that would happen, but that's about the only time where you see that kind of like, you know, it, it, and you'll have these, these moments back when like brick seat actually worked, you'd have these moments where you're like, this is it's, it's in your store. And you would go to the person like, Hey, this website that you don't care about says this thing's in your store. Why can't I buy it from you? And they're like, it's on a pallet. It's in a box Tetris with 27 other boxes, all wrapped in 20 layers of saran wrap. I'm not going to go cut open that saran wrap and dig through that Tetris box, that Tetris cube of boxes to find the one box that you want of toys. Sir, this is a Walmart. Yeah. Right. Just so you know, if you see those pallets in the middle of the um, aisle, walk around them, see what you can see. If you see any boxes that say Transformers on them, pull them off. And then quickly run to another aisle where no one can see you. Open it up with the, like your keys or something and be like, is there anything I want in this? No, yes. <laughs> and then, you know, put it back. And then still pay I'm for sure, this. As, lo- as sure, long as you I'm, still pay for everything, you can do whatever you want in a Walmart. I'm sure they but, appreciate you, Paul. Yeah, they should because I bought all the stuff and they didn't have to put it on the shelf. <laughs> but I like that guy's my hero. Thanks, bro. There you go. So we're actually getting a lot of a lot of uh, conversation on this. I'm kind of shocked with in the live chat. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be scalpers that will camp out and be there overnight, and, and it happens. There'll be people <laughs> that'll wait till the store opens. And they're there almost every day. But, again, they can't be at every store right when it opens. And, you know, look at how much a gallon of gas is costing this summer. It is not cheap or easy to do that. And so you can't have typically another full-time job and and do that. So if someone's scalping toys, all right, yeah, you didn't get your hand on a toy. I think the point is, is that one of the other points that I'd like to make out of tonight is that there is a high likelihood you will still be able to get that toy. You just might not be one of the first people to get it. And if you unless, have to be one of the first Unless it's Cosmos. It, yeah. I, I will say, you know, uh, about Cosmos, and I know everyone has been just flipping out about it. That is, like, probably the first toy, like, where I haven't actually seen people being able to, to get them, like, locally. People have been going nuts in my local group because they're like, I've been to eight Walmarts and like nobody has a Cosmos. They have everything else except for Cosmos. That's it. So, yeah, it's been. I have, and, and, I have and found so many. 
Thank God for Hasbro Pulse. Like, like all I say is, is my Hasbro Pulse membership paid for itself with Cosmos because I was able to get it. Listen, is it better to go to what fourteen WalMarts and get pissed off in a day, or just pay the hundred bucks and get the UFO? Which one? Which one is it? There's only one right answer, and it's just pay the fucking money. Because that's all that's gonna it's all that's gonna happen. It's not gonna get reissued by Christmas. That thing's gonna be three hundred dollars. So you better just reach out to your alien overlords now. Or just pray to God that your Walmart pre-order actually comes through. <laughs> oh my god. But I didn't I get a so Walmart bad. pre-order, Mr. Phil. I would feel so bad if I had to like have a Walmart pre-order in Cosmos. Fuck. Like you yeah, know you know <laughs> like like Nick or somebody like that, like pre-ordered, it's waiting on it, and they just get get a box of scented candles or some shit. Well, so here, here, okay. I don't want to. I I've had a, almost everything I've ever ordered from Walmart has come through. Okay. Yeah. And I still got some Cosmos on order from Walmart. Will they come? I don't know. I don't care. But if they do, zang. Now, I was talking to someone in our, someone we all love and know, Michael Swift, on the Discord, and he's like, none of my, he was like, said this statement. I just want to roast him for a second. He's like, none of my orders have ever been fulfilled by Walmart. To which I'm like, damn, that's a really low percentage. Like, how is zero? And mine's like 98.5. Turns out he's canceled them all before they came through because he found it somewhere else. I'm like, oh, so you canceled? No, you canceled your pre-orders. They did not get unfulfilled. <laughs> but you know, like the point being is that Walmart can be very slow at fulfilling some stuff, but they have fulfilled. Like again, I'm trying to point out, Walmart.com is not your local Walmart store. They have different inventory levels, different warehouses, different everything. The, the Cosmoses and the Velocitron stuff that shows up in store is not the in part of the allotment that you ordered online. It's a completely separate supply chain. That's why the, that's why the, there's such a disparity by when it arrives in the store versus when it arrives via the online pre-orders. I, I will say there's, when there's they first little... started doing it years ago, like how whatever four or five years ago. Like, there was, like, a couple waves there of, like, the Netflix stuff that, like, just didn't ever ship. Like, it was, like, it started well, coming back did online. For me. Like, where, like, if you pre-ordered it, like, that, like, and had to wait six months or whatever, like, that never shipped. And then, like, they actually started coming back in online or whatever to where you could actually order it. Later. Yeah, like, that's right. What was happening is your pre-order would suddenly get canceled and then it would be on uh, available for sale. Something like yeah, there was a little bit of screwiness like that, but I think they've I think they've fixed some of that. And I remember with some of those, I would get both the order that was canceled would still show up, and then my second order would then also show up. That happened with some of the Netflix bumblebees for myself. Oh, boo hoo! (laughs) I I know. Netflix soundwaves and bumblebees. It's like I just got a bunch extra. We, we find I out where say, all the um, Netflix sound waves went to. They're they're all at Phil's house. <laughs> I will say one 
site that's a little bit different, Paul, than what you just discussed. I think oh, Walmart sent me a box of money by accident. This is bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh no, no, don't. I, I'm not. I'm not complaining. I, I got what I wanted. There was there was there was the morning of anger when my pre-order got canceled. Um that I was upset and pissed off, but then at the end of the day, everything worked out fine. But yeah, I mean, you know, you, you, I think a lot of people had that moment of like, what the heck? Walmart just canceled my pre-order and now it's back up for sale online. This is ridiculous. I'm going to call the better business girl. So, um, so Phil, it's be, be, be. one of those guys where he's like, Oh, like Walmart accidentally sent me all these extra like Netflix bumblebees. Like, does anyone need one? All I ask is for the cost of gas and a and a small processing fee, <laughs> like $120 each. Is this the price of gas, a bottle of Mountain Dew, a pack of Newports, and uh yeah, you know, finder's fee. A minimal finder's fee. I mean I needed to pay for my rent because it was shipped to my house. <laughs> oh, um, man. I will say something that I do think is slightly different from the system you're describing, Paul, is Target. Because I think some of the Target store stuff feeds into the website slash app. And so I'll get alerts sometimes. Like, I, I saw it a lot with, like, Skywarp and Thundercracker with that two-pack where you would get an alert that it was in stock. And I think what those alerts were for was that a local store near you suddenly had it available for pickup at the store kind of thing. And if you were super fast about it, you could get it. Um, but most of the time, like you're staring at your phone, you get the alert, you click a few things on your phone and like, oh, no, it's gone. I don't think so. I think that was like the warehouse that is fun, that feeds the I, cause I remember I was up at two or three in the morning trying to get those as well. When it stuff's for pickup, the store actually has it. Okay. What I what I think was happening is, like I said, these warehouses or these fulfillment centers that feed into the apps or the online Target.com, for instance, um, were receiving maybe seven or eight cases of them every day, and then instead of like big shipments at once, you know, like a like a whole truck with like two hundred cases of them. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was happening like that, because it was happening super frequently and yeah, with that particular multiple toy. Multiple times a day. With that, yeah, with that yeah. toy. I remember because that was like, how am I going to get my Thundercracker, my Skywalk? You know, that was crazy. And, yeah. and so, like, everyone was paying attention. Steal them off and they were, look at the shelf behind them. Yeah, and they were gone yeah. immediately. So that, but like now, they're, they they got re, reissued, um, they got re released as a non target toy. And yeah. like can't you can't sell them for no. for not for anything anymore. It's just so fun. Yeah. Same with the. <laughs> so, but that that points out like yeah that's, that points out kind of what you're saying. Like sometimes you just if you just chill you can get it. But you know you get burned once and you like never forget it. So a lot of I I still my philosophy is always get it day one if you know you want it because you never want to be stuck needing to pay three hundred dollars for a Cosmos. <laughs> Well, I feel like Cosmos at some point is going to be re-released. Like, I can't say that for sure. You know, there are no guarantees in life, but it seems like most of those, they end up doing a new version of the figure. Because, like, that's happening now where, 
you know, the Earthrise versions of uh, Ironhide and, and Prowl and those guys or whatever, where people were flipping out because they couldn't get them. And then now it's like, oh, we have a new Ironhide coming out. So, you know. Wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Those are two different things. Yeah. That's a new toy, bro. <laughs> right. But, like, I'm saying that they're, you know, like, if you're looking for the perfect Cosmos or whatever. Oh, like there's, I, well. Yeah, okay. There's always going to be a better version of every toy that's ever existed. So, like, but that's a given. Where, where I could see, Lucas, what you've discussed is there's there's a few examples of what we're talking about has happened. And I think I think Prowl and Ironhide, I would take out of this discussion. Because Prowl and Ironhide, those were up for pre-order on Amazon for months. If you missed out on that, it was not because you went to 20 Amazon Fresh stores and couldn't find it on the shelves. You just didn't buy it at the time that it was available and maybe you didn't have money at the time and, and that stinks I, i'm sorry if that was the case maybe you weren't into collecting transformers at the time you know and now you want it you know okay we can't always get some things that came out in the past but it's used um the one place where we have seen if you didn't get it right out of the gate your chance of getting it again is almost nil has been walmart and that's the Netflix Bumblebee. That's the Netflix Soundwave. Some of these exclusives, like you want that, uh, you know, Nemesis Prime uh, spoiler pack. Uh, all right, you, you better be there at at Target, uh, or or you got a little bit lucky with that one because Takara had a release of it. But yeah, there's been several examples through Walmart exclusives in the last couple of years where you are SOL. Yeah, usually Target, I feel like, is pretty good. Like, they end up running it again. And so it seems like even if you, you know, miss out the first run, like, a lot of times you can find it, like, two months later. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, like, Walmart, you're, you're absolutely right that it's like, if you've missed out, you're, you're just screwed. Yeah, I think Walmart, to someone's point earlier in the, the live chat, was like, Walmart's thing is they just do so many different exclusives. And I think that's different than Target, where Target will do fewer exclusives and, and have maybe a, a restock of those exclusives, whereas Walmart is like, no, no, here comes the next one. Here comes the next wave. Here comes the next wave. Like, there's already hints of the, you know, not just hints, but, like, images showing up online of Velocitron Wave 2. And so Walmart's just like, all right, yeah, I got a short pack, whatever. We, you know, Hasbro's like, we sold our allotment. We made our money. Walmart's like, these toys are flying off the shelves. Why do we need to order another one? We're done with that. Let's move on to the next thing. Well, and if you lived in England, you were getting solid cases of Cosmo balls. So, I mean, everything was great over there. Well, you know, unless you like the Queen. Well, you know. Like, again, smaller landmass. Yeah. Uh, I still don't know if I've fully explained... I mean, the elements are there if you put them together of why, like, um, release dates don't matter, you know. But I think I tried to logistically explain it, like, from the downfalls of trying to, to schedule a release date of, of a physical large product that, you know, takes up space. Um, that it's different than an easy replicatable size thing like a CD or a DVD or a video game box, you know, those things 
it's a lot easier to ship those across the country to arrive on a certain date than like, you know, a toy product. Um, and then, you know, there are always anomalies. Like some, do you remember when some of the generation select stuff was showing up like unannounced ever, but it was on eBay and like some, some small eBay store, some comic shop, like in New Jersey, in the middle of Brooklyn, you know, owned by Nick G suddenly had like this generation select that no one had even seen before. And they had like 60 of them. And that's because whoever, some supplier somewhere got them in state or in the States and got them to the person that knew was like, Holy shit. I know this is the time is now sell these, sell them for 40 bucks a piece. I'm going to sell them all right now. And that's, kind of rare and like typically like people that only happens in very rare occasions because someone that's like kind of a small fry gets the chance to sell them and knows the value of being first regardless of like sale embargoes or anything like that that may be you know involved with like larger organizations and so you know that to me, that means that product that this person is selling, that this small entity is selling, is probably disseminating across the country right now. But it's like only going to the the wholesalers that then will ship it out and disseminate it to the smaller sellers. Well, those, those were like all, all that stuff of takes the generation time. Selects figures, right? Like I'm trying to remember what it what it might have been Rotor like Storm. Oh, maybe. But like I, no, it was exhaust. It was exhaust. Was a it was exhaust in um the two pack. It wasn't a two pack. It was it was the other guy, the, the other modulator. Exhaust and uh, grease pit. They appeared on eBay like before anyone had even seen them. And that seller sold like two or three cases of them. So that was just that person took the opportunity and did it. So let me talk about another thing with the release dates, and that is if you're trying to budget based upon release dates. Oh gosh. I don't know how don't, Christian tries to do this. Yeah. I don't know how he like, does it. I, I don't know. Oh man, my credit card got hit by a thousand dollars. I wasn't expecting. No, no. Yeah, COVID. COVID has screwed up release dates and we've hit that point in this episode. COVID has righteously screwed up release dates. And so what you're seeing is stores are, are, are kind of under promising over delivering. So they're saying like, you know, so I just ordered a Marvel legends gore last week. It's saying on, on Amazon that that thing is going to come out in December, 2023. If I'm saying, okay, I'm going to budget that my credit card is going to get a hit for that toy in December 2023. No, I, it is very, very likely that that toy will some, be out sometime in the first half of 2023. You know, it might even be out before the end of this year. I, I don't know exactly what those timeframes will be, but, you know, it's not likely to be that far away from me getting that toy in my hand that it's going to be 14, 15 months from now. So, yeah. Just keep that in mind as you're trying to buy things. The the release date is the, the the release dates are somewhat of a guide, but there's no penalty. 
there's no penalty if they hit the release date ahead of time. There's no penalty if they they don't get the thing released on time. This is right. You know, again, it's just sort of a guideline and expectation. Um, so, yeah, and this is this is not the world of video games and DVDs and comic books when you know things have a release date. Um, this is toys and it's hit or miss. And so, yeah, only buy what you can afford. Yeah, you're not a victim if you couldn't, if like too much stuff you ordered came in at the same time. That's that's you like making bad choices. Okay, like if if you have if you have two thousand dollars of stuff on pre-order, but you think it's all going to come in in a nice sequential fashion that you can pay off in the same like monthly increment, you're insane. Because that's not the way it works. It's it's going to be haphazard, ugly, and expensive. And you know, at least it's on your credit card, right? So you have another thirty days to actually, you know, make the funds to pay it off without a penalty. So, you know, that's that's the the wonder of modern retail. You can do it all night long. I just I, I don't I don't get that either. I mean, like. If you have too much stuff on pre-orders, either cancel your pre-orders or stop pre-ordering stuff. Or sell stuff to cover the cost of what you're about to buy. Yeah. Or pick up an extra shift or do do something. <clears throat> yeah, it's just hard. I, I just think it is hard. Like, to me, I feel like you almost have to do it in three-month chunks. Like, budget, you know, budget over a few months and not just one month. Or start saving Hey, save money ahead of time to pay for the stuff. So it's not like as big of a deal. So so I I do wonder like do you guys get out and and hunt? Like are are you one of those people that you know needs to have it first and tries to go out and get it or I guess Phil since he left is the answer. <laughs> I mean, having it first is is great but like it also doesn't matter to me like what am i gonna do like right. post it on post it make, like oh emergency episode of ouch my wallet let's do it because i found a i found crasher the gobot you know like I, my doesn't it doesn't matter to me of getting it first it's only like will will i get it and if i can guarantee i'm gonna get it somehow all great that's why you know the the real bummer of the modern era is that it seems like a lot of people have gotten their pre-orders canceled in from one retailer or another, and that that always chaps my ass a bit because I'm like, come on, like retailer, stick to your, like stick to your promises, but they're also not charging you up front, so like they don't owe you shit. Like like if they cancel your pre-order, they're like, oh, you know, we didn't charge you, so. Uh, See you next time, which they know there's going to be a next time, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, we're the but, addicts coming back from Morse. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I definitely, say, I definitely do go hunt. I found a Cosmos the other night by accident, so like, yay! I, I will, I will say that uh, you know, like certain figures, like that, I'm excited about. Like, I will go out and hunt, and then I'll like complain to Paul all the time that I can't find it. Um, so he's been on the other, other side of, of that. So I know, like, I have not tried to go out and hunt, like, some of the stuff recently. Just because we've got so much stuff. I'm just like, whatever, I can wait um, for the, the other things. Just because it's a combination of 
figures I'm not that excited about and um, you know just that I've gotten a lot of stuff so it's like well I don't I don't really need you know more stuff I'll hunt when it's convenient for me Fridays I usually get out of work like a half hour early and so it's like I, I don't want to spend an extra half hour with my kids they're they're loud and annoying um, so I'll go hunting a little bit on Fridays after work or you know if I got the boys on the weekend and I need something to kill time or I need to go to some stores for stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit the Target or the Walmart by me. But it's, it's rare for me to hunt. I will say some of the times that I will, like, actively hunt for things that I already have a pre-order for that I'm pretty certain the pre-order is going to be fulfilled is if there's a sale going on. So if I can get out there, if I can find it in the store and buy it for cheaper than what my pre-order price is, all right, yeah, that's, that's worth, a, you know, stopping by a few Targets or Walmarts to, to try and find that item. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, Phil, like Friday after work is probably like the, your percentage of like success is probably the lowest possible at that point because that's, that's, and, and, and so what, you know, that's the time you have, I'm not trying to like bring you down. I'm just being like that, you know, I wish there was more time for you. And I know this because when I used to hunt a lot more than I should have or do now, I knew that like by, I was like, oh man, it's past lunch. That means most of the, what I would say, the the Goombas have have come out and have ransacked the stores. Like, do I want to keep going to this store or that store? Because I bet some Goomba has like come in here, you know, over his lunch break already. Because that's what he does. That's his only time to go. And he's probably, if there was something to get, it's probably gotten, you know. And so like, when can most most people are going to have what, what day are you going to of the week are you going to take off most likely friday is like the most mm-hmm. so like people that like literally spend their day off looking for toys have probably already hit every sort and i know that's a small percentage of people but one's all it takes <laughs> so <clears throat> yeah that's that's well, my psychology check for you I feel Sucks. like for whatever reason, like I don't see as many restocks on Fridays as I do the other days. Like I feel like I see more restocks either in the middle of the week or uh, on the weekends, like Saturday, Sunday. Just like that's when they're putting new stuff out. I, you know, complete. You know, may not be scientific that that's really the case, but it, it it, there is no. It's it, it's all just about frequency and luck. Really, there's no rhyme or reason because so the only thing I can tell you is I think going early in the day, like if you go when a place opens, that's your best bet because most likely restocking happens overnight. Obviously, that's your mileage may vary there. And you can only you can only be the first person into one store per day. So if you're like, maybe this is better for another episode called like Confessions of a True Scalper or something. But uh, just want to like give you some 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 minor tips there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I kind of feel like too, Paul, like, I don't know about, about you, but I feel like the, uh, the, like at least the local targets and like some of the Walmarts and stuff that you can kind of tell, like when they're actually going to start stocking the, the stores too. So like there's certain ones around me where it's like, I know, the, the toy department managers, like, they, as soon as they get that in, 
it's going out on the shelves, right? Whereas, like, there's other ones where it's like, who who knows? Like, they'll take their sweet time to get it out. So it's like, I'm going to probably hit the ones I know they always restock uh, immediately and then, like, wait on, on those other ones, you know? Yeah. I mean, it always makes you wonder, like, when it's, it's all about... F- there's kind of a, um, an aspect of how, of a feel, you know, once you've been to, you know, your local stores enough, you kind of just kind of know. Right. And at that point, are you sad that you have been there that much that you know that? I don't, I don't know. Some people, some people might be. And that's why I, I don't know. I always tried like, I think it's better to not, like, I think you, you said something earlier today, Lucas, about, we all want to be first or like we always want, the, we want always want instant gratification. And I almost stopped you and was like, no, 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 we don't. What we want is to not want instant gratification. Serenity now. What you want as a long time transformer collector is to not buy into the marketing ploy. You sure, can you just love transformers? Yes. You don't have to be the first person to get something. You can always wait and let it come to you. And one of the best ways to do that is buy it online at one of those retailers that has a bullshit release date. And just when it comes, it comes. It's not that hard. It's not that bad. You don't have to be assigned, you don't have to be in 15 Facebook groups dedicated to Transformers that are going to have people showing it to you, you know, over and over. You don't have to follow all these Transformer Twitter people. You don't have to be on Instagram. You can just enjoy the toy as it comes, but it takes you know, it's it's hard wait, to separate wait, yourself you from that FOMO. Are you, are you, you sure? can. You I, can. It's I not hard. You. I don't believe It's you. not hard. Because only one dumb motherfucker can be the first person to find it and post it online and be on TFW. One guy for each toy, okay? Or wave. And usually it's Jay Holla. So let him do it. Let him be that guy. So so let me let me tell you, gentlemen, a little story. Paul was around for when this happened. I took the day off. I think it was to see Star Wars episode eight. It was a, a cold December day and uh, went to go. Wait, wait to... is this a Red Hood story? No, no, it's oh. not a Red Hood story. And I'm like, I, you know, I got the day off. I'll do a little bit of hunting. Um, so I went to a local Toys R Us and it's like, oh, there's the power of the primes Grimlock and power of the prime Starscream. And I didn't really like them. I didn't really want them, but I found them. And as far as I know, no one else had them. And I texted my local text chain collector group. They're like, yeah, no, no, no one else has found these yet. Go post them. And I bought them. And I posted and I got on TFW. And I still regret owning those toys because they suck. But I got them because I was the first to find them. And so I had the impulse to buy them to be that first person. And it got me like a minor dopamine hit and some toys that... The Starscream, I don't think I can sell for for retail at this point. I, I think I can for Grimlock because because uh, he's a combiner. But uh, yeah, the Starscream moral of that is story is the Grimlock's worth some money. Yeah, yeah, All right, you're right. Starscream is a combiner, but he's a crappy one. Um, no, but the Grimlock the Grimlock is yeah good. And for some reason, you know, people want that ugly Volcanicus and Grimlock with his badonkadonk butt tail. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, like, yeah, I got, I got nothing out of that. I got nothing out of that experience of being the first person to find those toys on a shelf. 
I got some proverbial electronic pats on the back, and then my day went on. I mean, I will say, though, like, I do think it's cool if you actually are out there, like, hunting, and you find something that you, like, have no idea what it is. Like, this does not happen usually with, um, like, the stuff that we collect. But, like, Cyberverse toys and stuff. Like, this will happen every once in a while. Where, like, they've never announced it because Hasbro doesn't care. And you'll just see something randomly on the shelf where you're just like, where where the hell did this come from? Like, and then you're, like, texting, you know, whatever. I think, like, whoever. You're sending pictures to Paul and being like, what the hell is this, Paul? <laughs> And he's like, whoa, you know, I, yeah. I think there's probably been a couple times where that's happened. Well, there was one recently and it was those, this was like a big one, actually. It was that super, those recent super seven exclusives found uh, a target. And really the, the, the news wasn't the toys that were there. It was what was on the back of the box. It was the, you know, the, the, the upcoming figures that we didn't know about, like way before six inch five. giant. Yeah, the uni- the Unicron was on there, and that blew everyone. I mean, blew my mind. It's, I'm still kind of like in shock. Yeah, <clears throat> and and but I want both those toys. I, I want the I want the the toy color Galvatron, and I want that blue Grimlock. And our buddy Steve found it in the south suburbs of Chicago the other day, and I was like, uh, and I kind of freaked out because I was like, oh my god, like you you just found the the thing that blew everyone's mind. But and I was like, oh, wait, but I want those. And I thought, oh, pick those up for me. But then I, then I thought I got reasonable. I was like, you know what? Then I have to meet up with you, and and it's going to inconvenience one of us. And why would I make you pick that up? That'll be at my target someday. Yeah. So serenity now. Serenity yeah. now. Oh, yeah. but so yeah, that that was the last thing I remember where I was like. I was like blitzed by something that was found in store because Super Seven does zero to promote themselves. They do with the Ultimates line, but the reaction figures sometimes not. Well, they certainly should not promote the Ultimates. Uh, the last thing I remember, just like someone finding it on the shelf and us having no pre, you know, prep, you know, previews of the toys was the. Last year's Buzzworthy Bumblebee four pack with Fangry and uh, Nemesis Primal and all that, and again that showed up at a freaking Walmart in, in Chicagoland versus being the target where it's supposed to be. So, but. <laughs> Zaldron just roasted Jay Hala. That was awesome. <laughs> Well, didn't the newest Buzzworthy Bumblebee <laughs> pack like didn't didn't that like come out like it wasn't really announced either, right? Or like it it pretty much came out like right yeah. after we well, knew about it. Each figure got leaked, yeah, like individually. Hmm. Yeah. Except the I think I want to say except the Goldbug, but like no, then, Goldbug got leaked. Okay, but we weren't we weren't like a hundred percent confirmed that it was going to be a four pack until like no. someone got the four pack. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because we started seeing Scorponok and Wasp, uh, uh, War, Wasp Warp, uh, Sky Wasp, whatever. Well, I like uh, Wasp Warp is even better. That's a better name. Yeah, we started seeing those, and that was like, oh, are these going to be more of the the legacy Walmart exclusives? Are these going to be part of that uh, sort of line that Walmart was doing? 
Um, and then I was like, oh, here's a ransack and here's Goldbug. And, you know, yeah, just when creatures collide. Actually, I didn't even think about that. That, you know, seems like Hasbro was like, hey, here's a bunch of like Beast War stuff we can do. And like Walmart got some and so did Target. Yeah. And Amazon's like, no, no, no. We got these wreckers there. We don't need any Wreck of that. Right? These wreckers are going to be so good. We got a hammer. Left foot wouldn't even tap together right. The one you want the most won't even tap together fully. We got the iconic hammer. We're going to put Whirl in the background and make you think a character you want is coming out, but it's not. It's made of paper. You want Hard cardstock. Cardstock. Do you know how much we had to pay at Dunder Mifflin for this cardstock? Why hasn't it sold out yet? Someone's getting fired. That's the end of the show. Thanks, Lucas. Thanks for having us. Say, yeah, I don't know, really. Like, I think we're delving into it. I have no idea. Um, anyway, well, thank you guys for joining me tonight. Uh, thank you to everyone in the chat. Thanks to Ron. Thanks to Jay Hollow. Thanks to Zaldron. Thanks to uh, Dan earlier. Let's see. Who else? Adam. No Catherine tonight. Yeah, Daniel was earlier. Yeah, no Catherine tonight. I know. Uh... R.I.P. There you go. There you go. Talking about Des Moines, Ohio. Your, your favorite. Your favorite place. That's, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Take, take a three month vacation. To, to <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, thank you guys. Uh, we'll see you Wednesday night for microcasters. I, I don't remember what we're doing, but uh, you know, this guy. We'll uh, we'll check it out. So anyway, and thank you guys. We will see you next week. Oh, there you go. Catherine's there. See, there you go. Thanks, Catherine. Oh. All right. Backhead, I got a head on my back, I'm a back. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of TFTalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at tfylp.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another TFYLP. <laughs>